Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery is a new age beverage company revolutionising the way we look at having a night out with friends. They make sophisticated, non-alcoholic beverages that are sugar-free and full of social graces. Now you can enjoy a good time, love what you drink and love yourself the next day too. Stay high in spirits, keep a clear mind. Cheers to Monday. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to this midweek episode of How I Quit Alcohol. Today I'm joined with the gorgeous Lyndall Hunt. How are you, Lyndall? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. <laughs> you are becoming a celebrity on this podcast. <laughs> which is pretty crazy but hey I mean if this if it helps people by sharing my story then that's what it's all about right I love it so I wanted to uh, well the reason I wanted to get you on was not just to speak to your lesions of fans but (laughs) no I wanted to to just like check in and you know let everyone know how you're going because you're just absolutely smashing it but last time you were on we talked about the that previous relapse that you'd Mm -hmm. had yeah, so I'm just over eight months sober now, um, which is pretty cool. You know, much the same as uh, when we spoke on the last episode, like I, I have a pretty solid program now of doing, you know, all my daily routine. I, you know, I have my program, which obviously I do and I go to meetings and I work with my sponsor and I do the step work, but I have, um, you know, a lot of daily stuff that I put into my daily routine, which has been really helping me as well. So I meditate twice a day. I pray twice a day. I have a daily gratitude practice. I still do my exercise that I talked about last time. Yeah, like just doing 
a lot of stuff to really look after all of me. And I've had a, a couple of tricky months in that, you know, I lost my nan a couple of months ago. She was 87. That was really sad to say goodbye to her. I've just ended uh, my relationship. You know, the, it's times like these that in my previous life would have been just the perfect excuse to get absolutely wasted I haven't needed even though there's been a lot of emotional up and down in the last couple of months I just I haven't needed to have a drink to deal with any of it and that's just a miracle Mm. and that you know that says to me that the things that I'm doing are working yeah absolutely when that happened with your nan and then when you and Carl were breaking up I remember thinking oh shit oh shit (laughs) (laughs) so you're okay you're not drinking are you (laughs) Yeah, I know. Look, I think there was, a, and the great, the beautiful part about that is there was a lot of people that I think were thinking the same thing, but also there was a lot of those people were checking in on me. And but yeah, like it's the first, furthest thing from my mind right now. I know that it's not going to make any of the, any of it go away. I might temporarily be able to escape from the pain, but it doesn't actually make it go away. And one of the, you know, one of the really beautiful things that I've learned in through sobriety is just about learning to sit with your feelings and sit with what's going on and you know I couldn't do that previously just sitting and being present in my emotions and and sitting through the pain you know as tricky as it's been like it's just it's it's really cool to just sit and you know just feel it feel the pain and also you know just knowing that it's all it'll pass like everything's temporary you know so yeah I've been in been a tricky couple of months and there's been a lot of emotion but it's not going to be like that forever. So all I've got to worry about is just, you know, making sure I get through each day and it'll pass and things will get better. And, you know, there's a lot of good stuff going on in my life as well, which has helped too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. A mutual friend of ours got married recently and you were the the bridesmaid, made of honour in that wedding and and organising the hen's night and you did all that sober and it wasn't even an issue for you. No, no, it was the first, I mean, the hen's night was, I don't know, I just, I feel really comfortable being in social situations like that. And I don't even really need to think like you and I've talked before about, you know, in early sobriety, it's a really good idea to have a plan if you're going to be in social situations like that. But I don't even, yeah, it just doesn't even register with me. In fact, even I was cooking on the weekend and, you know, like I used to really love a glass of wine when I was cooking, like that was my thing, you know, get in the kitchen on a Sunday afternoon, cook for hours and drink wine. And I was cooking on Sunday afternoon. And I know that that was sort of like a trigger for a while too in early sobriety, but I was cooking on Sunday afternoon. I'd been cooking for like an hour and a half. I was making a lasagna, so it was taking a while, but it just sort of occurred to me, it was like, oh, I remember there was once upon a time when I used to like having a wine when I did this. Like it was it taken so long to even get to that point of even registering and and even having that thought didn't trigger me at all. It wasn't that it wasn't a thought of like, oh God, I'd like that now. It was just like, oh yeah, wow. I, I remember I used to do that and I and I don't now. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. And you're not that person anymore. Oh, that's the amazing thing. Yeah. It's funny that that's cooking thing is a real trigger for people and that's as most people know it's pretty well documented on this podcast that was nearly my tipping point that's yeah, where I really threw yeah. in the towel in Margaret River but a lot of people that um a lot of the women I'm coaching at the moment all say like that time it is yeah. that you know the trigger time it's dinner yeah. time you know and it's that thing that ritual of cooking and having the wine and have yeah. some music on and still yeah. put the music on still do Absolutely. it all pour yourself a really beautiful drink that's yep. not going to fill you with dread and anxiety and 
Yep. <laughs> yep. Make you hate yourself tomorrow. And you know what? You'll probably end up cooking a better meal. <laughs> 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 you know? I know. You're not wasted by the end of it. <laughs> so true. Haven't eaten half of it. Out of the haven't oven. eaten half of it. Haven't put yeah. too much, you know, accidentally poured too much spice in or, you know. <laughs> It'll probably yeah. come out better. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think for those times, just still do your thing and, and don't be don't be afraid to do that thing. Yeah. But maybe just replace it with something else. So all those components are still there, but just, yeah, pour yourself a beautiful kombucha, pour yourself a beautiful soda water. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and it's cool cool to realise, oh, wow, that was, that's something that is well in the past now and just doesn't even register was kind so of true. yeah people ask me well do you still get triggered I'm like I just don't anymore yeah. like I have big emotions that come up and stuff that I feel like oh I wish I could just sleep that's probably more yeah. what I get now just I just wish I could sleep through this sometimes but yeah no I, I never feel ever like it's not even doesn't even enter my mind really anymore yeah. and admittedly I'm three and a half years down the track but I think you're doing the work it does fade it really does oh it definitely fades over time and yeah like we've spoken about as well though you definitely you need to put in the work and that's what I'm saying like for me to have the last couple of months that it that has happened is you know especially breaking up a relationship was um yeah has been really painful but and for me to be able to do all of that and not feel like I need to drink to cope with all of that is just like that's um, it's a miracle compared to where I was a few years ago, but it's just, it's, um, I don't know if this, this is going to sound really weird, but it's kind of, it makes the whole, it's made the whole process a bit more beautiful in a way. Like, I know that sounds really weird to break up with someone and say it's beautiful, but it's like, mm. it's just, I don't know, because it's all more genuine for me. Like this is all just real feelings that I'm sitting with and that I've, you know, that I'm processing and um, instead of just trying to flood it all out with alcohol, it's just, it's been real and it's been raw and it's been, yeah, it's sort of beautiful in a way. Does that sound really weird? (laughs) You know, I love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what you mean. But look, even I, what I think is beautiful is more than anything is that you are able to realise quite early on that this is not serving me. Whereas if yeah. you were drinking through a lot of us, you know, we hide our emotions with alcohol. So a lot of people might stay in a relationship that may not be serving them just because they don't want to face up to it or they don't have that clarity yet to see. That. Yeah. I think when you, if you're having relationship issues, one of the first things I'd say to anyone is take alcohol out for a few yeah. months and see where you sit. So you might either have a complete turnaround and go, no, this is the person, you know, like, no, what was I thinking? Or you might be like, what the hell was I thinking? I'm getting away from this person. Well, and you, it's, it happens so often. Like I, you know, I know a lot of people in the fellowship and even in the, in the challenge, there were a few people that, um, ended their relationships a couple of months into sobriety and I, I it happens a lot and I think that's exactly why like you just you get so much more clarity and um, you're just so much more willing and able to be able to address mm. stuff rather than just try and pretend it's not there absolutely and having you on the challenge that was freaking awesome so when you said oh I want to sign up for your challenge I was like what no <laughs> 
that's too weird. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't coach you. Like, no, no, we're too close. <laughs> and then it was so cool to have you on there. And then, of course, just that was great that you were there and, and learning all this, you know, a different perspective besides from AA, uh, but also how support, what a great support you were to everyone in the challenge and every mm. single person who was in that challenge was like, oh, my God, Linda was amazing. Yeah, that so, was yeah, so cool. It was so great. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, thank you too. Like, uh, you know, like I said, I know that there was, um, you know, a bunch of the girls in the challenge that really thanked me for being on there, which is which is super cool. Um, but you know what? Like, I thank all of them, and I thank you as well because I got a lot of that out of that too, and it just added a whole, a whole another layer to of of work that I could do to help myself. You know some of the stuff that we did in the challenge like you know um dismantling our beliefs about ourselves and um uh you know using the the circuit breakers to stop like the negative feedback loops and a lot of that sort of stuff is not necessarily stuff that i am learning through the program or elsewhere so yeah it was definitely added a whole extra layer of good stuff that i could do so I really got a lot out of that it was it was brilliant and I think that's definitely helped me that yeah it helped me to to uh take my you know really like solidify my sobriety and um set me up with some really good tools that I can use which is amazing yeah that's and I'm hoping you're going to join in on the next one too I'd love to (laughs) I would love to I'd love to because I'm sure I will definitely get a lot out of it again but yeah also like again like I've said before you know if I if me sharing my story can help other people uh reconsider their relationship with alcohol then it's definitely worth it yeah yeah absolutely yes and yeah thanks for saying that that's really great like I'm really you know so stoked that you got something out of it and I think a multi-pronged approach is also a fantastic thing to do yeah like so some of also some of the people in the challenge like some of them got extra coaching from me or some of them there was a few of them, which I referred off to say Ben, the therapist or um, to Jeannie, who's yep. a trauma therapist. If some people were digging deep on some stuff and they needed some extra help along with definitely, that. Definitely. It, and you and I talked about this in the last episode as well, that sometimes, yeah, definitely it does take a couple of different, you know, you might need to do different things. And also there's not one like hard and fast or cookie cutter approach to getting sober for everyone. Like everyone's a bit different. People are going to find different things that are going to work for them. For some people, it is a 12 step program and some people it's like getting therapy or something, you know, it's different things. And sometimes you need to do a few things as well. And I I 100% support that. I think the more wellness you can do and the more work you can do on yourself, the better opportunity you've got to, to be well and stay well. I think the main things for sobriety, awareness, a conscious awareness mm-hmm. about what is actually going on, what's maybe behind the feelings, the input is massive. Like, so yeah. keeping stuff coming in, like new information, learn things, you know, yeah. as much as you can. And then one thing that I don't talk about much in the podcast, but it's definitely something that I was doing early in my early sobriety is service you know, in doing things for others or doing things uh, so you can see outside of yourself. I was lucky enough in Bali, I was doing a lot with the Bali baby house and orphanage. And every time I felt shitty, you know, I'd go over there and, you know, de-lice some of the kids' hair or do stuff with the kids or help out with the people there. And we're doing beach cleanups a lot with, yeah. the time, with earth yeah. bottles and with ash. Um, so just doing service, like doing Definitely. stuff, you know, Definitely. helping someone at the supermarket 
pay for someone's bloody petrol. You know, there's so many just to be absolutely. And this is, you know, this is the twelfth step in in the twelve step program is about um, you know, paying it forward and and um and helping other people and you know jimmy who was on podcast episode just recently he talked about it as well and he said that's one of the things that his sponsor used to tell him like in the early days when he was you know struggling a bit or whatever his sponsor would tell him ring someone else and do go and do something good for somebody else or go and buy your boys the guys that he tradies that he had working for him go and buy him a drink at the end of the day not an alcoholic drink but you know like go do something good for them um and I've talked about that as well. Like uh, a year or so ago now, I took my mum to church, which is something that I just have no interest in doing myself. I'm not religious and church, yeah, it's not my thing, but mum really likes going. And I knew that she would be really happy about me going with her. So I took her to church one morning, you know, like just little things like that. It's just, there's so many things that you can do to get out of yourself and do something good for somebody else and not expect anything in return for it. And I, you know, we always say in the program, and I know now for myself, like if you're ever running well for you, forgetting, you know, you've got you too much in your own head and you've got all this stuff going on in your own head or you're feeling shitty or you're feeling triggered or you're whatever, pick up the phone and call another, you know, call someone else in the fellowship or call another sober friend or, you know, pick up the phone and ask somebody else how they are, you know. <laughs> yeah, especially but, at the moment, like because Victoria's in lockdown. Right. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people contacting me, even people in our group, the, the first challenge group is saying mm. shit, super triggered right now. There's something about the lockdown that makes people freak out and, you know, you yeah. don't know what it's going to go on for, you know, your livelihood might be a bit threatened during right. that time. There's money. There's all sorts of things. You can't see loved ones. Yeah. So I guess it's a great time to reach out to other people. If you're hurting yourself as well, reach out, see how, see how your neighbor's going or cook something for someone. Definitely. I see Definitely. how you can help to someone else. Absolutely. Definitely. Lots of really good ways that you can help other people in those times. Cause yeah, it is tricky, but you know, it's like, yeah, getting out of your own head is really helpful because we do just tend to get a little bit too wound up in what's going on in our own head. And you know, there's a lot of other people that are struggling too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was really nice the other week where one of the challenge people were feeling super triggered because of the Mm -hmm. lockdown and we'd been doing throughout that challenge the weekly cup of tea, which was like a no, like a, it was just like a catch up, an informal catch up on Zoom (laughs) and just to check in with everyone. And that was really great how you've carried that on for our first. One of them was saying, I'm really struggling at the moment with this lockdown and, you know, and so everyone, I think it was a Friday night or something. We all all jumped on Zoom. Yeah. It was just so nice to connect so cool. you know, with everyone and, and for her to be able to say, oh, I'm struggling and, you know, and I think everyone felt really good that was able to contribute and help her feel yeah. better. And yeah. we all felt great at the end of it. Definitely. And the same with my um, AA home group. We have a, a WhatsApp group just between the home group members and a couple of months ago one of the girls was um, really struggling. She'd had a really tricky day I won't talk about it obviously but um yeah she's really struggling and she jumped on the whatsapp group and just many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I'm really struggling. I really want to, you know, like I feel like I'm going to pick up a drink and da-da-da-da. And it's the amount of support and love that came back from, there's probably about 15 or 16 of us in the home group and everyone just jumped in and was like, you know, you got this girl, like just don't give up, like you've come so far, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like all of these beautiful messages of support because, you know, none of us wanted to see her hurting or to see her pick up a drink and um yeah there's so much love and support it's just really incredible and I and you and I were just talking about this before I think that's why it's so important to have that have your your gang of people in recovery you know whether it's a 12-step fellowship or whether it's like you know it worked so well in the challenge just having everybody in there everyone's like-minded if somebody, you know, jumps on the in that challenge Facebook group and goes, you know what, my head's just all over the place today and I can't make sense of anything and I want to scream and yell and jump up and down and I want to drink and I want to slap people and I want whatever, you know, like people just get it. Like they get what it's like where sometimes, you know, your head just goes crazy and just to be able to hear somebody else go, when you're in that state and to pick up the phone and somebody else go, it's okay, Wendell, it's all right. I get where you I get where you're coming from and it's okay, it'll pass. You'll be good. You got this. Like it's just so cool. There's something too in just being seen or feeling as though you've been mm-hmm. feeling as though you're being heard. And often a lot of us, I I, I think, that have had problems with alcohol have probably uh, I guess used the alcohol to not be seen truly yeah. and to hide away ourselves even. So just to be be that vulnerable too to say I need help and then but then also just have that feeling of being seen and being heard and held by a group of people even one person that's yeah yeah. because um I think it's I think well I know in my experience it sort of takes a little bit of the um the shame and the embarrassment out of it as well like I just Mm -hmm. I know like especially in early sobriety there was times when I was like man, my head is just like, I cannot make sense of what's going on in my head. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm actually crazy. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. And then I pick up another member and go, oh my God, this is like, just spill my guts. And they're like, it's all right, mate. It's okay. You'll be good. You know, it's normal. You'll feel these things. And I go, oh, wow. Like, you know, I I remember having phone calls like that where prior to making the phone call, I'm like, I don't know if I should tell another person this because they're going to think I'm fucking crazy. (laughs) And then then when you do, it just helps to break all of that down and just go, oh, it's okay. I'm actually just a human being and it's okay. And it's okay to have these times. Yeah, so it takes a little bit of that, like just the embarrassment and the the shame and the like, what's what's wrong with me? Oh, totally. Take that out of it. We realize that we're all human, like we all fuck up, you know, we all do things or say things that we wish we, even in sobriety, I guess sometimes and on Instagram and might 
present in a way that makes it look like it's all farting rainbows and yeah and dancing around with unicorns but often it's not and I mean it is great like it is great and it's great to do the work and some days you know you do you are a bit freaking pre-menstrual or yeah we're all just human beings doing the best that we can and so just to feel that with other people not having to bullshit yeah but like you said right. you know the the drinking is well no definitely for me it was like it was hiding all of that like I didn't want to tell people that I didn't want to admit to people that I was vulnerable I didn't want people to you know like I've I sort of and you've even commented yourself Danny about how I kind of like had a bit of a hard exterior like I just I wouldn't allow people in I wouldn't share how I was feeling I wouldn't you know allow myself to be vulnerable and I've I felt like I needed to do that to be like this strong person. And, you know, it's like, yeah. it's such bullshit. Now, as you've pointed out many times, like I cry all the time now. <laughs> um, it's such a relief to just actually just be myself. And, yeah, if I am being a bit of a sulk or if I am getting really upset about something or if I am a bit crazy on the head, it's all okay. It's just yeah. it's okay. And I'm a human being and knowing that there's other people who just get that is just amazing. Like that has been really helpful for me in my recovery journey for sure. Yeah. yeah. Not feeling judged is really. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're not judging ourselves, just going, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's so huge. Well, that's the, probably the biggest thing for me was more judging myself rather than what other people were judging me for. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. having to hide from all of that, having to pretend that I was somebody that I wasn't, yeah god it's exhausting pretty sad yeah it's exhausting yeah and very sad yeah so what would you what would you say to people i know the melbourne lockdown is going to hopefully be lifted on friday i think but if people are struggling or you know they've even got themselves into the habit of maybe the daily drinking again Mm. what would you say to those people yeah like i just i would definitely say all of the things that we've just talked about, like if you're struggling or if you've you felt like you're, you know, your drinking has been slipping during this lockdown, it is a very triggering time. And, you know, I know that certainly for a lot of people who don't have work during lockdown time, like there's financial concerns and all that sort of stuff. So it can be a really tricky time. And I'd just say, like, just pick up the phone and call somebody or jump online to an AA meeting. There's plenty of online AA meetings or, you know, listen to a How I Quit Alcohol podcast, (laughs) you know, like, and also like, so do all those things for yourself, but then get out of you, get out of yourself and do good things for other people. There's a lot of like there's heaps and heaps of volunteering opportunities that you can do even in lockdown because there's a lot of people that struggle. Like there's a lot of always a lot of people that are struggling worse than you are. So there's plenty of opportunities to volunteer or like you said, go and ask a neighbor if they need a prescription field or go and if you're home a lot and you've got nothing better to do, make a meal for your neighbor and take it over to them or take it to an elderly family member or yeah, just like get out of your own head and do something good for somebody else because um, they'll always be grateful for it. And mm. you'd be, you know, like it's kind of like a bit of a an unknown, in my mind, it's a bit of an unknown, like, you know, magic fix for when it, when you're feeling shit. Like just get out of your own head and go and do something good for somebody else. Absolutely. It makes you feel better. Totally. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be great be like you know going and working in an orphanage but it can just be like the other day just I saw an uh, elderly person at the shopping center and they're about to they put their shopping in their car and they're about to 
take the trolley back to the trolley. You know, so I went and grabbed yeah. their trolley and said, let me take yeah. it. It's just like little things like that. Just absolutely brighten you know, someone's day and makes you feel like, yes, well done, Danny. Yeah, well done, Danny. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> just honestly, just pick up, picking up the phone and calling someone, call someone who you know who's maybe struggling a bit more than you and just ask them how they are. Take some interest yeah. in them and listen to what they've got to say. It yeah. can be as simple as that. Plenty of good ways to get out of your own head. Yeah, and then just just don't take a drink. <laughs> just don't take a drink. Don't or, put alcohol to your lips. Or if you do, you know, like tomorrow's a new day to to yeah. um you know to try again. And yeah. absolutely, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself because you know even if you have like you know. For people who slip up, just because you slip up doesn't mean that you failed. Like Danny says, it's feedback. <laughs> it's feedback. And you do, though. You learn You learn something if you do or if you're feeling super challenged. Or I know some people will say, oh, you know, I'm still getting triggered and what's wrong with me? And uh, right. It's not anything wrong with you. It's something that's still needing to be worked on, yes. Absolutely. Maybe there's something internally is going on, but just don't judge it. Just don't judge it, you know, just uh, be a witness to it. Yeah. absolutely I think we're all really way too focused on perfection like getting you know perfection from ourselves and Hmm. and from everybody else around us I was thinking about this after I was talking to a friend the other day who has is very largely overweight he's obese actually and um, he's on a um, a diet at the moment he's doing really well and he's lost a lot of weight and he but he sort of said oh yeah you know my weight plateaued for a little while and I'd sort of gone a little bit off track but it's okay I've got back on track now and you know the weight's starting to come off again and I was like good on you man like so many people at that point would give up like oh I've gone off track and my weight's plateaued so I'll just I'm a failure and I'm just going to give up I can't do this I can't lose weight I can't you know same with drinking like just because you have a slip like doesn't mean that you failed at it and doesn't mean that you can't try again and doesn't mean that you're never going to get it you don't you don't have to do it perfectly yeah exactly exactly yeah and just learn like everything's a great learning experience so yeah if it's if it is something that has been a setback, well, don't let it be a setback in that you don't learn something from it. Yeah, learn something exactly. from it and then move on. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is exactly what you and I spoke about in the last podcast. You know, that's what I had to do after that bust in October. I had to learn from it because uh, you know, if I'm not learning from it, then it's going to keep happening. Yeah, in um, some ways, it was a great thing to happen to you because you did go the extra mile then after that you're like right I am pulling up my socks and putting the fighting gloves on boxing gloves on but yeah 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 I think in that case it was for me and not that I want to be promoting relapse but yeah definitely I think in my case it was it's been a really positive thing because it has um it's taught me that I can't get complacent and it's taught me that I need to keep doing the work and I've got to do it every day I've got to do it every day and I'm cool with that now. Like it's actually, it's good. I love my little daily routine. Yeah, oh, totally. And that's the other thing. I guess a lot of people see it as a chore, like if they're having to journal every day and do their gratitudes every day. Now, any time you start to see something as a chore, then that's a drag and you don't, you're going to start not doing it. You're going to self-sabotage. Yes. So keep your mindset strong in that this is a great thing that I'm doing. I'm doing this for me I'm doing this as part you know to heal myself to become whole and how lucky am I that I've got the opportunity to do to do this so switch the focus if you with anything in life if you're like 
oh, this is too hard or I don't want to do this, then it's going to be hard. Totally, totally. And that's also what I realised after that last relapse was like, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the last episode, like if I keep thinking, oh, God, this is hard and I don't know if I'm ever going to get it and I'm feeling like shit, well, that's exactly what I'm going to get. I needed to shift my focus and I needed to believe that recovery is actually really simple. It's not always easy, but it is really simple and it's just simple things that I need to put into my life on a daily basis to make sure that I stay on track. And anytime I've gotten to a point now where it's like anytime that I think that, oh, this is a bit of work or I don't want to jump on my exercise bike because I can't be bothered or I'm not sure, you know, I can't be bothered meditating or whatever. Anytime I start to think that this is like a bit of work, I actually stop and think now and I have a little think to myself about how much work and effort and, um, energy it required for me to drink in the end because it was it was 24 7 constantly having to think about have I got enough alcohol how am I going to disguise my alcohol today do people know that I've been drinking you know like all of that sort of stuff and all of the you know the mental like the the arguments that went on in my head like don't drink today Lyndall just go for one day without drinking and then no fuck it I'm gonna have a drink no don't do it Lyndall no go you know this constant arguing in my head constant bargaining with myself like okay well I'll just if you do you're allowed to just have one drink today then then Lyndall and then you know you can drink more tomorrow or whatever or you know like constant trying to come up with arrangements with myself and bargaining and you know it's just that is a lot of work but it is a lot of work and it took a lot of energy and it took a lot of um like mental space to just be constantly thinking about that all the time and trying to figure out how I could drink and how I could fit how I could fit all of the rest of my life in around my drinking it took a lot of effort and um and it was exhausting it was really really exhausting so anytime I think that I can't be bothered to jump on my exercise bike for 20 minutes I think about that shit and I'm like (laughs) it's a good slap across the face like Lindell get off your fucking ass and go get on your exercise bike (laughs) yeah Yeah, totally but even like so yours is like way more far gone your drinking habits than say I was but Mm. even still like even when you're a binge drinker and you're blacking out and Mm. feeling out of control even though you might not be daily drinking even that is work in that it's exhausting firstly trying to moderate your drinks all the time Mm -hmm. but even just the you know even if it is once a week even if it's twice a week where you're waking up the next day and you're just like one of my coaching people I was talking to today she's like waking up in the morning and wishing that it was nighttime already Mm-hmm. With the day being done, so I could just yep. do this hangover and and st- you know, like that's just that's hard. That's exhausting, and it's that's hard. hard. Yeah, it's like life should be like that. Berating yourself and feeling so you know angry with yourself, and um, you know, all of that takes a lot of mental mental space and energy as well, and. You know, having to plan, uh, like there was a lot of planning that went into it as well you know like if I was going to go out on a night drinking you got to think about how you're going to get there and how you're going to get home and what's you know like yeah there's all that but so if you think about waking up in the morning and think about oh you know the dread and anxiety and then wishing it was nighttime so you could just go to bed and the day will be over and you forget about it that as opposed to getting up and doing three minutes of a gratitude practice right well which one I'd rather do I know (laughs) 
So people, oh, absolutely, get your journals out and just be grateful for it. <laughs> absolutely, hundred oh, percent. I, you know, in the program we talk a lot about the freedom that we get from from sobriety, and for for me, that's definitely true. Like that, just having freedom from all of that. Like I feel. I do feel so free these days that I don't have to, I'm not tied to all of that because it was constant. It was like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for me to wake up in the morning and do 20 minutes of, you know, meditation and do my reading and my prayer and do, you know, say some gratitudes and jump on my exercise bike and then still get to work early instead of waking up, dreading myself, hating myself, probably waking up at like 10.30 in the morning, already late for work, having to make that dreaded phone call where my team's going to hate me because I'm late for work again. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. I know which way I'd rather wake up to. <laughs> oh, no, life is so much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Ash just got home with my Indian takeaway. So. Oh, wow. Yummo. <laughs> Thank you so much just for the update and God, you know, I could just keep talking to you because, like, <laughs> I know, I know, I get so buzzed by this. Since we're teenagers, just speak for three hours on the phone, and I know <laughs> we're worse now. <laughs> we should do this again soon because there's much more. There's many more things I want to talk about. But thank you, yeah, and so for everyone yeah. that's joined the new challenge so far, they'll get to share in that with Yay, you. Yay! Well, yeah, I can't wait to meet them all. Yeah, I'm super yeah. stoked to be a part of that again. And, yes. Uh, Oh, I'm so excited. That's Thanks for having me on again. It's been really cool just to do a little quick catch up. And, um, you know, my I'm always open to speaking to anyone who's listening. If anyone, you know, needs some help or just wants to, you know, wants to talk, they're welcome to contact me. Yeah, you're a babe. You are a babe. Life is so much better on this side. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, love you. I oh, love you. Give your husband a big kiss and a hug from me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you.